And we are live. I miss this music. <laughs> Good morning. Good things coming. Good things coming, right? That's the song. <laughs> You're on Being Community Radio with Carrie and Aurea. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. <laughs> Reminds me of Craig. <laughs> Purpose. That's uh, the last thing I heard before the music started. <laughs> Mr. Sam Libowitz, the the consciousness artist of this studio, the founder, the creator of Talking Alternative, it shared with us a quick story that this morning he learned that businesses that ha have purpose as their vision, as their driver, as opposed or to complement, but not instead of profit. So purpose as a driver force and not profit have a 1600% more chances of success. Those are good odds. Mm -hmm. So which means that individually people must have their own purpose mm. <laughs> and then come together and have a collective purpose or a group or a community purpose which is why you and I are doing this radio show we have our own drivers we have our own passions or we are uncovering them and then we come together in partnership to create a container for ourselves you and I and in, in which we create and support and inspire and ultimately inspire others so do you get the feeling or the inclination that your purpose are you identifying with that like is that part of your purpose do you feel like your purpose relates them to what you are creating in a community or business context yes absolutely mm -hmm. uh, I, I always for me my purpose always was something still is <laughs> to do with other people mm -hmm. uh, I always thought that I, I still do, that ultimately I, I'm a reminder. I'm a reminder of sorts. I'm a reminder of good possibilities, positive possibilities. Uh, I try to live up to my name, which is light. So I, I, and which makes me wonder if life throws at me uh, challenges just so I can come out of them. You know, finding my own purpose through the darkness, through the challenges, through the rough times, because it seems... Unless it's, it's just a phase, but it seems that the closer I get to being my light, being the purpose, being shining uh, my potential, uh, I find myself in darker corners and more resistance. So it's hmm. a long answer to your question. Do you do you find you do you have a do you have a connection, or is a is a purpose? A real search for you is it something that's always been there for you it it sounds um so two things come to me with the word purpose uh, one it almost sounds like something stumbled upon like i'm tripping over something and then it's just there purpose and then it also has this feeling of like something that is driven and created like mentally like there's a real application of self that you are working towards so I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I guess I identify more with the stumbling upon <laughs> feeling. Um, Have you been stumbled upon your purpose? <laughs> it, it, like it's, it's not, um, yeah, for me, it doesn't seem like such a, a head driven thing. It seems like it's something that just sort of comes and, um. So you, you, you know, like I'm, I'm working on my grace and my elegance. I think perhaps it has been a little bit more stumbly and something that perhaps I've tripped over and arrived at, like completely sort of unaware of. And then sometimes it's just like this other thread that I'm following, even though I don't necessarily know what it is. So would you say that you feel like we have a purpose built in or is it something that we cultivate in our life I, I know it's a more of a philosophical question but well I, I think that's where consciousness comes in and this real creative power we can do whatever it is that we really want to do we we can we can take something and make any meaning from it and have any relationship our relationship with it can change based on the meaning and the story 
that that we create that we choose to create and and that's some real creative power that we do have so um yes i mean i feel like there are some things that we come into with this life where we all experience challenges and the challenges might come in different ways but the feeling is what we connect with and what we can identify with that like maybe it's challenging for you to eat broccoli and it's really something that is easy for me but for me it's challenging to eat fish you know like but we can both i understand and identify and meet at that place of what it feels like Hmm. even though it's different things that actually create that so it's a purpose purpose ultimately while it does have an individual uh, driver the partnerships the idea of community which is what you and i really strive towards in our own personal lives mm-hmm. just in our relationship knowing for example uh i have been really working on or at least working on working on a curriculum that's based on everything i have i known and i've learned combining my uh whatever 20 years experience in different fields really to come out to the community to the larger community and offer a specific curriculum to help with the waking process and yet i know that it's it's just i can't even say half of it because the real creation the real creativity the real purpose here mm-hmm. is to have to do it with you meaning mm-hmm. to have your not just take but to have your creation your experiences your curriculum and my curriculum mashed together and then being offered and supported is ultimately the greater purpose for me so it's beyond what i believe i'm going to share mm-hmm. it's right it's literally beyond your imagination it's not just your imagination coming up with it so to know it we we don't right, right. <laughs> it does take combinations and combinations of multiple people you know not even just two it's a it's a real effort right so the mm-hmm. so the, it's one of the questions is what what comes first self-awareness or partnership can is self-awareness possible without the support of other human beings or a partnership yeah you think so yeah yeah of course anything's possible i guess because there is uh, you stick a kid out in the woods who's raised by wolves and their self-awareness will still be existent it will be different Right. And what your self-awareness is living in a city full of people. True. You know. But, but it would be limited. It's intrinsic. It would be limited as far as making a change or effectiveness in the world. Well, I mean, we are we are social creatures. Right. So. You know, our, our thing is to be with each other and be in community. So back to the original laws of elegance in nature mm-hmm. is what that it takes two. It takes at least two. So far at this point, I mean, there are some plants that do it differently, but we're a little different than plants. <laughs> are we? We are, as far as it taking one or two. Yes. There are some organisms that there's not a sex involved. There's not male and female. They just split and reproduce, right? That's um, not us. No, that's not us. We're a little bit more complex than that. Yeah. So with that, you got, so we have... You know, people out there, most of us, I, it's a it's a line I just heard somewhere and I really like that, that, you know, as human beings on this earth, we have everything given to us, right? We have, mm-hmm. we can grow our own food, we have nurture available. I mean, we have everything available to us and we cling to it and we fight for it and we're afraid that it's going to go away. Yeah. But one thing doesn't really come, or at least it doesn't seem that it's, that uh, it, it, we didn't get the memo, which is purpose. Well, yeah, and, and the real piece i mean the purpose you know if that's the real piece of the purpose but we don't fear of something going away when we actually care for it and we give care then we know it's cared for and it's not going to go away Uh, like being in the scarcity mode and in the fear mode and protection that we don't have enough it's because we're not actually giving care to what we have so in order to give care you must be not you must be cared for well it's a shift i don't you know i don't know i don't know i mean i think maybe it's much easier to have the experience of it 
and then to know what it is. Um, I guess it's 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 not that hard to imagine someone not receiving any care. It it does happen. I'm sure it happens a lot. But there's there's always someone. There's always some interaction. I mean, hopefully, unless I mean, I, I guess it's not always true. But which is we, we got to change it. <laughs> which is why you. Which is why exactly. Which is our yeah. work. Which is why yeah. you and I, you know, work hard. I mean, I'd like it to be less work. But the truth is, we work hard. I mean, our biggest struggle in our relationship is knowing, knowing and acknowledging what care is for us, mm-hmm. and then not having to fight for it because that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like care. Yeah. Right. Well, then it becomes it's a real dance between. Self and other, or inside and outside, you know, your own energy pattern and then letting it mingle with someone else because then it changes the pattern. So you you have to be able to still configure it so that, you know, as an individual that you're still receiving. Right. And it's not just going out and nothing is coming back like that is unsustainable. So there is the element of self-awareness that comes there I, I, I say almost first because then we would know what care even feels like so it's not a projection of sort and expectation mm-hmm. even though there is real genuine care that we both need mm-hmm. and do and we can expect mm-hmm. but it's not from a it's not from a uh, if you don't do that for me then I don't feel good enough and therefore I can't give that back to you it doesn't come from a selfish uh, well it can be selfish but it doesn't come from a immature place because well, that then won't last. Uh, no, and, but sometimes that is part of the self-awareness process. Like for me, the self-awareness really comes to learning about boundaries. Um, there's always a boundary. That's just what this world is. We know it. Um, it's finite. It's material, and yet it also reaches up to this place of infinite. And at some point, there's a boundary. There is that space that's in between finite and infinite. You know, at some point it crosses. <laughs> it's there. So it exists. You, so you're saying self-care has a lot to do with knowing your boundaries and knowing what. Yes. And boundaries in, in the negative and the positive sense. Like, right. Yeah. We are. Ha- we all have our like own barometers of something about what it feels. Which is which is it goes well with our discussion where you know, the curriculum that we are creating has to do within the first part is identity like really knowing who you are mm-hmm. and acknowledging and that, that can take a lifetime <laughs> right or a week depending on where you're at well, in life. Well, hopefully you know you still find something new about yourself that's true throughout your life there is a sense of you know at least the experiences that we are recommending or designing or exercises or whatever it is that we have planned and in action uh, those experiential places where you get to know like you just said your boundaries Mm -hmm. like knowing what are your limits knowing your own rhythm Mm -hmm. knowing what you know where where it's about to go is the real magic like anticipating the dip or anticipating the peak yeah well right knowing becoming aware of that boundary before you have to cross it letting go of this show was uh, uncover your love story um, mm-hmm. and the way it came about is a it's a talk that mm-hmm. I'm uh, planning a discussion that I'm planning next week and we were coming up with different ideas to transform our challenges into our love story right everybody likes a good love story we are a good. It's very appealing. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's not just that we like it. I mean, we hope that that's the reason why. That's the purpose. No, it's a good story that's gotten in there. Like, right? We just we feel like that is just part of life. Well, yeah. 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 That's the whole 
idea. Hopefully. Yeah, but at, well, but at, at some point it it was a story that was created. It wasn't just discovered, the fact that, oh, like at the end of the day, when I'm hugged and cared for yeah. and nurtured, there's not a greater purpose. Well, what's a story, though? A story is just putting the words to something, and it, it creates a space of invitation for someone else to come into, uh, a place to share something. And, right, love is best when it's shared. So it's it's a really appealing story, and it's a great story for humanity. Like, it's much better than the war story, right? That's for sure, which is... It's very prevalent. It is prevalent. Mm-hmm. And isn't even, even at the depth, you know, at w- the war story is still a, comes from a deep place of love, love for ourselves. Maybe yeah. it sounds very selfish. Well, it's almost like the reciprocal of love. Like, just as we have the capacity to love, there's also the, the space for it that is opposite of that. It's like the balance underneath right. of it. So as much space as there is for growth and love, there's also that spear, that space for, um, I guess, hatred would be that word or anger or fear, right? Which, it's, it's there as which, well. which at the core, which at the core, when, when uh, the other day someone was, uh, I was in a session, I think, I think it was you actually. You were telling me to find the real places that I'm, uh, like there are some feelings and emotions that I'm have been avoiding, mm-hmm. and those can be really deep. And I remember that at some point I was in the middle of the night, just uh, feeling that there's a place in me that needs to love and embrace the the places in my childhood mm-hmm. that I felt really shame about. Mm-hmm. Which as a as a kid I was. I remember that the biggest sources of shame that I would literally be shamed from my parents and in school was they would make me feel like a liar or a thief. Mm. And it was a real thing. So I remember feeling and going, okay, I have to embrace, I have to love my liar, my thief. Mm. And what it came to me is that even when I was lying about taking the school bus or Mm -hmm. which school bus or when I was stealing candy from the store Mm -hmm. or whatever, I mean, now at 36 years old, it seems so silly. But as a child, it was a big deal. Yeah, that's your world. It was my world. I mean, they would take me, they would make me uh, choose different punishments and go to the Bible and swear. And Mm. I was being offered to wear signs around my forehead and a bunch of stuff. Versus an adult just actually talking with you about where it even stems from to have embrace Right. Why the lie was even being formatted or why that was an option for you. Right. right. All I wanted ultimately is so when we steal or lie or do whatever, mm-hmm. we're going for love. Mm-hmm. There isn't any action that any of us do, even at the worst mm-hmm. possible situations. There I say, you know, it's not based off of wanting love, wanting to have that feeling right, of is. goodness, right. a good feeling. Right. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I, in, in, you know, if we go look at the extreme versions and we, we feel like someone is a psychopath or someone is just mentally disturbed, it, at that level too, mm-hmm. it, it's still, it's a human being wanting some nurturing mm-hmm. through an action, mm-hmm. whether it's a self-soothing mechanism mm-hmm. by, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, saying that murderers are good people, but you know what? They, no, something happened they, to them when they right. were children. Right. We, we, we definitely know that. And that's the place. Or something didn't happen to them when they were children. <laughs> right. So it's this, mm-hmm. it's this yearning for self-love. Mm-hmm. It's this yearning for a, a self-soothing place. And it's important for us to acknowledge it. And that becomes the uncovering your self-story, your, 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 self, your love story. Yeah. To actually see your challenges, see the things that, you, to really acknowledge the places where you really do feel lost. Mm-hmm. Not that you are afraid you might be lost, mm-hmm. but where secretly you really do feel not good enough mm-hmm. uh, and not smart enough. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing out there. People don't acknowledge it, mm-hmm. but people really are afraid that they're not, they're just not quick enough, witty enough, funny enough, uh, that they get, that when push comes to shove, we get crushed by someone else. That needs to be turned into a love story. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and it, it starts with the acknowledgement 
of an actual experience younger because then the patterning gets generated from that place. And so something that we keep reliving as adults, if a story keeps coming back around, the story started when we were younger. And it just keeps coming back around as a way and an opportunity to redirect it and to be able to tell another story and spin that energetic pattern onto a different path, right? And, and go to a different place with it. Like we naturally don't want to be in a space that we don't like, you know? Right. But if we avoid it, it keeps coming back around until we find a way to shift it and not be in that space anymore. So how do we? How do we find a way? How do we spin that energetic pattern? Mm-hmm. That's, what people, that's what people are interested in. That's, mm-hmm. why they, that's why they come to us. That's why they come yeah. to any class or a teacher. Yeah. Um, well, it definitely starts with the awareness, the self-awareness, and it can shift and transform with the self-love and with the compassion. So knowing, 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 so self-awareness, let's, let's break that down a little bit. Knowing the speed of the pattern, knowing the pattern itself, knowing where it starts and where it ends, mm-hmm. knowing what triggers you, knowing mm-hmm. what, instead of, you know, most of the time we're like, no, I'm not going to get triggered anymore or I'm <laughs> going to change, yeah. which is silly. It's, it's, I think it's a lot smarter to actually know what happens and instead of stopping it to just become an observer for quite some time and seeing here is what happens when she says this and mm-hmm. here's what, I mean, I, I well, the waves will come. Let's right. learn how to ride the waves instead of trying to stop the wave. It's, yeah, because that's if we an learn, impossible mission. <laughs> if we learn to ride the wave, we can learn to redirect it or to transform it, to mm-hmm. harness it. To, there is something, like there's an alchemy in it. Well, we there. don't get spun by it. We're not washed away, right? And instead, we're on top of it, and it can actually be more fun. So that's interesting because they say, right, that anxiety and excitement is the same, has the same energy, has the same frequency. Mm. Uh, even uh, we have a four-year-old, and when he sometimes he listens to my heart, and he says, "Oh, Abba, it's fast." I said, "Okay, yeah." He's like, "You know what it means?" I said, "What?" He says, "It means you're scared." Mm-hmm. And I don't know what we probably saw it somewhere, or, mm-hmm. or somebody told him that. And I always say, "Or I'm excited," mm-hmm. or I'm excited. It's one of those two. It's the same. It's the same place in the body. So instead of like running away, so what's the difference? Then the mind makes it different. It's like it, then what what would be the difference then? It's it, it, the first thing that comes to me is what you believe you're going towards. Okay. So the momentum is the same, mm-hmm. but if you if you're scared of the unknown, mm-hmm. if the unknown is a scary place for it's you, it's a constricted place. Then you're afraid you're going to go into the abyss. If you are in, if you are about to go in front of, it's the same feeling. If you have a place where you trust life and you're excited about the unknown because being lost, being broke, being uh, completely, you know, at, at, at ground zero again, where it's all possible can be really, really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. If you're a human being that knows, it's, knows your, that you have a lifeline, knows that your soul is much bigger than you, knows that every time you're being thrown into the abyss, it's some sort of autocorrect version it doesn't mean that it's right for you, but if you keep ending back at the same place, that means life is you and There's something life, bigger going on. Right, there's something mm-hmm. bigger going on. And at a very simple level, it means to stop fighting it. And I don't, you know, because I told you today, I feel like in my life, I feel like that I'm in this crossroad where, again, it's where I'm looking. I can, I can, I can completely break down or fizzle out because I am resisting the version of myself that wants to come out or I can really ride the wave and let the change happen mm-hmm. because I have been doing I've been riding a certain momentum for about six years now and it showed me that everything I've always suspected is true that's mm-hmm. basically what I learned over the past six years mm-hmm. That everything I've always suspected, that we do create our reality, that our imagination does produce, our imagination combined with what we believe about ourselves really does produce our reality. That it does, uh, that uh, everything is in relationship to everything else. That I have, it, it went from stuff that I was reading to a real experience. But that's not enough. Now, at this stage of my life, I'm being called to 
create, become, be the person that I've been wanting or meant to be mm-hmm. ever since I was a, forever. And just like a taste, I don't even know quite which word to use. Like either it appears or it seems that that's really possible with support. It was, yes. That that's how you even know or are brave enough in a certain sense to step into something new. Yeah, it's all it's all support. It really mm-hmm. is. Uh, the reason why I even quit my IT career, which was really successful when it comes to the outside world, but I didn't like it. The reason why I made a switch into the people helping people business is because you people like you and community said to me, yeah, you can. Hmm. You know what? And then when I went and I started and I put some dates on the calendar and I said, I'm going to be at Elizabeth's house on this Mm -hmm. date Mm -hmm. uh, seven years ago, I trusted. I Mm -hmm. trusted that people would come. Mm -hmm. And people did come. And what happens is, and I find now that that's where all most businesses, or should I say small businesses, I also stuck because we get started. We have a we get a momentum going, and then we we almost like in a state of disbelief. We go, oh my god, it's working, and we just stay kind of stuck there, instead of just seeing, no, there is an entire. This is just an invitation to actually go for what we want to create. It's not enough to just throw something out there and see what sticks. So perhaps then the original purpose also needs to be fed and needs to be given space to grow as well so that the business can grow too. Yeah, I mean, that's a that, that's a really good a gestation period, mm-hmm. right? I mean, everything has a gestation period. So, you know, I can we can beat ourselves up and say, oh, I'm stuck. Well, we're not stuck. We're just really getting clear mm-hmm. on what works for us, what doesn't work for us, what nourishes us, what looks good to other people, and that's why we really do it, and what looks good to our parents, and that's why we keep doing it and what it is that we really truly want to take risks with what it is what is what what is the new that we want to create because in the talmud and jewish mysticism it says there's nothing new under under the sun i disagree there is we are the new every one of us mm-hmm. oh how i try to bend and break these rules of mine Almost giving up Cause I never saw An end in sight All my life Been waiting for A chance to break free And we are back uh, Sam Libowitz Consciousness artist number one over here in the studio Has <laughs> asked me to Kind of talk again about this what I was mentioning before, how I, f- I feel like I really learned experientially that my reality or reality in general for a human being, for this experience is created with this dance of imagination and what it is that you really believe about yourself. And why it, it sounds good, but it, there's a lot of depth to it. Uh, you, what you feel is possible for you what you see is possible for you. And then the combination of what like what you believe about yourself. What you really, really like for example, growing up, I did see myself or I did fantasize. I would have it in like these uh the movie screen on my of my mind. I would see myself teaching and having uh positive change in the world and really pop like popping people's bubbles you know like really because i noticed that everybody's stuck in this weird story that they tell ourselves and it was stuck and specifically in religion and in dogma and, and and people would pray but then they wouldn't really put any feelings into it they really wouldn't put any real uh we would call them kavanot like we would even say that if you are praying without feelings then you're not really praying because praying is really all about the feeling that you're putting out there. So I would have these visions for my life, and yet because of what my teachers told me or my parents didn't tell me or whatever I did see unconsciously, consciously all the time in the news and the media or lack thereof, 
I didn't really believe that it's possible for me. I would want it. I would have it in my imagination. But when push came to shove, you know, I chose an IT career. I would go and do what I thought was was doable for me. I somehow thought that learning TCP IP and networking was more would be easier and more beneficial for me than to go into the personal development or spirituality world. Well, there, there were two things going on, right? Um, like the unconscious and the conscious. One, the conscious part might have been driven by just this basic thing, especially... I feel like, well, women have it too, but traditionally it's been more of the man's role, the earning, the supporting, the income, the survival means and mechanism, one, so that's appealing, the monetary piece. But then the the subconscious, the unconscious, what you were doing, you were actually like connecting people and making information available for them, like that you were doing that, that and that is part of your purpose and your intrinsic nature. So you were still doing it, but not in a way that was so meaningful like the other meaning that was more predominant for it wasn't actually what it is that you were after but yet you still found a way to do something right there to to, mm-hmm. con- to, to connect people mm-hmm. i mean I, I i always say that we were growing up we would talk about the days the end of days the days of the messiah and you know what do they say about you know the return of christ somebody just told me a couple of nights ago i said the best one of the best things we can do to help the world is to stage the return of Christ. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he specifically said, we've got to make sure that it's not about one person. Right. No, <laughs> it, it helps <laughs> when it's... <laughs> when it's more of a, it's a, it's a state of presence. Mm-hmm. It's a state of feeling. Christ consciousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's, uh, I think it should be more than a discussion. It's really what we, our work is about. It's to... We're not staging it. We are becoming it. Mm-hmm. And what is Christ consciousness? It's a place of compassion and love. Right. And connectedness. And mm-hmm. from that place, then my imaginations and what I feel about myself has a much bigger playground. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm in a competitive environment or if I'm in a right or wrong environment, then my imagination is stuck because I feel guilty about my potential or my lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And so the feelings that I have about myself really dictate my imagination. So the what we are getting to is being able to provide yourself with an environment that frees you. And that environment is one that is naturally connected mm-hmm. and compassionate and kind. And like you said, Carrie, that is best found with the support and existence of other people. Mm-hmm. We have this... Uh, uh, you know, our our message, our community, our, our, our who we are is being community. And people always come to me, including Mr. Sam Lipowitz, and say, what's the mission, vision, and purpose? And I, I get it, and I take the challenge to brainstorm and do more, but I always feel like, isn't it just right there? It says being community. Mm-hmm. That is the mission, that is the vision, mm-hmm. that is the purpose. I know it's kind of a wordplay, mm-hmm. but... We community became such a buzzword in in life where it's there's everything is community. Mm-hmm. I am a community of cells. Mm-hmm. I'm a community of you know billions and billions of life organisms that are working together just so I can talk, just so you can understand mm-hmm. me, just so I can even see you in the screen of my mind, seeing through the cameras in my my bio- my bio- biological machine that's looking at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we get it very complex. I think we created and invented the internet, which, or discovered. I mean, we didn't invent anything. We discovered that information is already traveling. It's already out there. So we invented devices called modems, which are modulators and demodulators, just to read the information. There's nothing new. It's just electrons being passed back and forth. It's just zeros and ones. (laughs) And you're right. That is the first thing that I was involved with at 1996, we were one of the first companies in the world, like literally number one and number two, to provide high-speed internet access to into homes. And I remember, for lack of better words, pitching or telling the story of one day we're all going to be on the internet and it's all going to be a click away. And everything that's happening now, I was telling a story back in 1996. So perhaps the... The, the for us to discover 
Christ consciousness, for us to discover our connectedness, that we're all connected, we are doing it through the internet. Every time I see everybody's on the phone... Well, it can take both, right? Because life is not just through the internet. When we actually are in a physical presence, like this creates something that is mind-based, just the awareness of us seeing how connected we are or what's possible. Now, it's a whole other element when you add in an actual physicality and then we start to feel each other. Right. We can actually, I can actually feel you and what's going on with you when you're telling me a story or when you're sharing your story. Um, And not to say that we can't do that through the radio or the internet or something, but there's also... It's just a stronger field when we're in the presence of each other. Well, yes. And when we, I think that it's a combination because I believe that the internet is really just a physical representation of consciousness itself. How it travels. Really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's what we, it's like a clue that we have invented to see that we truly are all connected. Yeah. yeah. And there's going to come a point where you and I have the ability or the understanding, or should we say consciousness, Mm-hmm. That the way we feel right now when we speak on the radio, the way mm-hmm. we encode these zeros and ones, they transmit live. Mm-hmm. So our excitement or lack thereof, a state of openness or lack thereof, our passion or lack thereof, whatever it is that mm-hmm. we are feeling right now, whenever someone is listening to it, yeah. whether it's live right now or 150 years from now, does generate the same exact feeling. Yeah. Well, once there is, when you attain the capacity to generate that space and right capacity can be infinite it can be unlimited isn't that awareness like Like, capacity at its deepest level is awareness capacity at its deeper level is awareness uh i'm not sure well i don't know i feel like you can be aware of capacity but is capacity awareness um i think of capacity as being like a container or a volume in which the awareness can be held. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I know I have written down a definition, a quick definition of presence as awareness activated. So as we get more present to mm-hmm. our own magic and to our own existence, mm-hmm. to our own connectivity, to the larger picture of the world, knowing that the world is actually speaking through us, that life itself is speaking through us and it has a message and it's not something that I, Aurea, or you, Carrie, is trying to say. It's really life trying to express Mm -hmm. and send and uh, deliver through our expression of life uh, the, the magnitude, the effectiveness will be completely different and I think that's where the practice and the gestation period and the you know the fighting over ourselves in, in a way like uncovering our own love story mm-hmm. letting go ultimately there's a part if, if I'm sitting here thinking about what I'm going to say that that is the biggest stumble that is the biggest break and when I let go and mm-hmm. I let life speak through me and that's where there is this dance of structure for no structure that's mm-hmm. why coming somewhat prepared having an outline or knowing what it is that I want to deliver but without reading a script is the real art of life. Mm-hmm. We were talking about um, our curriculum and our, our our schooling program and we are relating it to being a, an artist because an artist, what they do is, right, we have an expression but the goal is not the expression itself. It's what it evokes in the human being reading it, looking at it, listening to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what becomes really fun in life. Mm-hmm. It's realizing that creation itself, consciousness itself, is a form of art. It's a personal story that invites everyone to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that gets me, that gets me, that uncovers my love story as, mm-hmm. as I speak about it. And I really do invite people listening to really pay attention to their stuckness, to their places of really, but I don't believe I'm good enough. I don't believe I have enough support. Or even worse, like that feeling that I hear that a lot, that I really don't know what I'm here to do. I really have no clue what my gift is. Well, when you follow your love story, you arrive at your purpose. Tell me more. (laughs) 
it just that's what that's what comes it doesn't have to be such a mind game it becomes something that then we already know in that space um of love like we all and it can be unique it can be individual it you know how how we get there or what we're here to do for lack of a better phrase like that's at some point when you follow something else you you arrive there at it and you just know you just know so perhaps when on our last segment we can talk about a few ways that we or we know we can suggest for people to what does that mean to follow your love story mm-hmm. i mean i like it mm-hmm. i like it sound and i feel like it, it's it's we read it all the time right it can be a nice map when we're lost yeah <laughs> like following you know we, we do know you can make getting lost being fun <laughs> F- following your heart <laughs> following that feeling mm-hmm. uh like they're longing they're mm-hmm. longing for what when we'll be back mm-hmm. Picking up the pieces from this game called life Not every piece has a box that fits just right All my life been waiting for Following your love story, following your heart uh, which reminds me, next week, Thursday, November 11th, I believe, just if you're interested, Google the Manhattan Holistic Chambers of Commerce, and you will find the event next Thursday, November 11th, at the Art of Living, where myself and Michelle Risa will be presenting a discussion workshop of sorts to uncover our love story. Yeah, a new game to play. A new game to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it's an old game. <laughs> it's, it's the old. It's the original game. <laughs> it's the reason why life split into into two, two mm-hmm. to come back around and to love itself. Mm. It's kind of funny, right? And gave us her <laughs> gave ourselves different features and it's faces. All about self love. Freckles. <laughs> <laughs> How does so? You know, I've, have you taken like? Do you feel in your life that you are following your love story? I hope so. it's um it's the the zooming out and and you know that's that is a it's a challenge for me is uh being able to shift the focus from the the zoom out and the present state the 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 zoom in the the micro cosmos we'll say versus the macro um, so your I, journey is ex- ex- expanded view of what's going on as opposed to that's a space that's easy that's easy for oh, you oh that's so easy okay <laughs> there's a lot of space there and it's really easy and it's a yeah it's just really expansive place it, that's the space of compassion for me um, sort of then getting into it and the nitty gritty and the details and and that stuff that's it's a little thicker and uh, I, I, I can, um, I would say, get lost in some of the in some of the swirls and the details. Mm-hmm. So, what do you suggest? Stuff. What do you What do you recommend for people when they get lost? How do they zoom out? Zooming, yeah, the zoom out is as it's just when you're like for me, I I don't identify with myself or with Carrie. It becomes a much more universal connectedness. Um, now then the issue becomes with that of that's not actually then what this experience is in this life. Then I still do need to be an individual taking certain steps in whatever to change the space or to be able to navigate challenges. I, right. I, I do know you need space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that, especially if you ask for it. Mm-hmm. When you ask for sp- if you're in a place where you the nitty gritty or the moment just seems, uh, for like a better word, uncomfortable, unfair, mm-hmm. uh, squeezing, and mm-hmm. not nurturing. And if I tried and I try to have you talk about it, it's not a good thing. You mm-hmm. actually do need the space. So when 
you just have the space to breathe and to not uh, get back into it mm-hmm. usually just within a short amount of time or relatively speaking you do get back into the mm-hmm. zoomed out version like mm-hmm. the place where you are you're, you're aware that there is a love story uncovering itself mm-hmm. and it's funny or not funny but life really does put us in these situations where we must acknowledge the love story yeah otherwise uh, we do get the uh, dare i say it can it can feel like you get crushed yeah well there's a there's something there there's a play there that also requires us to show up at 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 some point at some place to really carry out the purpose and to really tell the love story right to create it because there is that space of imagination and active creation in which then we are in our place of power and alignment someone else is not telling our story but i uh, am an individual am telling my story through my life by living my life and making my own choices and uh being responsible feeling responsible for that taking on self-responsibility right and that's the that's the highest form of spirituality Mm -hmm. i I really believe is is taking accepting Mm -hmm. self-responsibility on a very core level Mm -hmm. even though we yes it's about community and partnership and support and then when it comes down to it when you close your eyes it's just you and you where even the projection of other people and the perception of partnership is there and yet i'm looking at you but i know that for you your world is your world yeah and and yet at the same time the partnership even depends on how i show up and it depends on how you show up so it's still a choice that that we make by our own actions or lack thereof right it's all about that present moment and not you can't run your life from the zoomed out state <laughs> that's it it does take being here so it is this dance mm-hmm. it's a dance of keeping a the zoomed out connection mm-hmm. the collective purpose the knowing that even though that we may really feel like that it's about us telling our story for our individual love story and compassion and connection we are merely just acting as a part of a bigger picture mm-hmm. that allows humanity to come back together mm-hmm. by me and you coming together, by me and you doing our work with, you know, 30, 40, 50, 500 people, whatever it is that we are, you know, if we are touching 500 lives, it really is just an example of what 500 million people are actually doing, not just potentially, but what we do with ourselves, what we do with each other is a, we're sending out the same zeros and ones, the same feelings, the same information. It's like that, uh, was it the hundred monkey theory? You know, that, mm-hmm. and it's true. It really is true. And every day that we, I don't know if it's every day, but every time, <laughs> hopefully it's every day, that we make a decision to follow our love story, to, uh, it's, it's like look at, this, look at the script again and say, okay, so what story am I telling? Not what story is being told right now by my action, but what story is being told through the director of my life, through you know the, the life itself that put my parents here and the community here and the challenges here. I'm a little bit allergic to when, to the idea that everything is is lessons because I feel because when I grew up, you know, I feel like lessons also meant like that you, that you can fail them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Although, so, you know, people always like, I, they like that idea that we're here to learn a bunch of lessons. I'm okay with it as long as I, everything is one big lesson. It's not these, it's not these right or wrong or good and bad. Mm-hmm. Life itself is learning how to love itself. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to be so cruel and mean to each other? Why are we still in a state that... You know, there we have elections here next week and there is nothing popular about love and compassion. It's all about protection. Why is that still the case? On a very deep level, I believe that it's just me. It's my own process of enlightenment or lack thereof. It's my own process of what I see is possible. So the combination of my imagination and what I believe what I believe is possible for me is reflected in the entire political system. Uh, 
I guess we'll know who's the president by next week, by next week's show. <laughs> it's only it's only for the past couple of weeks for the first time I'm having these flashes that we could really have Trump as president. We he really can, could. He can live up to his name in the fullest potential. <laughs> it, 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 it can actually happen. Yeah. And I'm not even saying it with like a disgust or fear or like... No, uh, just I, a real possibility. I'm saying it with a real place of acceptance. And I don't mean it like a, like a school teacher saying it, but we do deserve it. It's, it's not that far-fetched. It really is a really proper representation of what we have nurtured as power. Mm-hmm. You know, we all... Maybe not all, because it's not fair. There's always been really nice, compassionate, kind-hearted people. Well, I, I see it as like uh, the predominant story that, that that's being told out there that people are really buying into and identifying with. Right. You know, he, is, he really does represent what we have I, 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 idealized. Even though we really don't like the story. <laughs> well, now we don't. Now we don't. Mm. Now we don't. But mm. growing up, for me, we did. Mm. Growing up, uh, for me, Trump was definitely a symbol of power, symbol of American power. And he plays it really well. And it's funny for me to say, but if he does win, uh, there's a part of me that be, will be very happy about the transparency of our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at it shows least the place of where we're really yeah. at. Yeah, and it's okay. And if it does happen, and next week this is where we're dealing with. Right, and that's how we change it is through the acceptance and the compassion, being re- really like <gasps> becoming aware of the place where we're actually at. Right. This and then we can take the steps from there. Yeah, this is to us. To change it, yeah. It's not because, you know, uh, I've seen posters. I'm with her because he scares me. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and... I get it, but that's really also a metaphor for how people live their lives. Mm-hmm. We just do what we don't want. I mean, we just go, but we just go. We make decisions based on what we don't want mm-hmm. instead of what we do want. Mm-hmm. And well, that takes some courage. <laughs> it does, mm-hmm. and support. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. So if it does happen, and next week we come on the show, and Trump is the president, <laughs> I say Mazel Tov. It won't be till January. Congratulations, <laughs> <laughs> and it's good for us. It, you know, either way, it's good for us. But I, I think that it's really important for us to accept that these are not people out there representing some evil or nasty part of uh, humanity. It's, it's ourselves. It's who we are. And there is no good or bad. There's only, there's only our relationship to what we have accepted, to what we have created, to what we have allowed. And now, this is the first time in the history of human beings that we realize that they there's nothing hidden. There is no secrets. Mm. This mm, there still are. Well, it manifests. <laughs> it manifests very clearly in the world, pretty quickly, mm. pretty quickly. Mm. So I, I wish we. I wish us all an easy, easy week into the next phase of the reality of human beings. And uh, you know, follow, you know, follow that place of expansiveness and compassion, and go into the heart.